pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us. Oh, God, help us to care for our hearts because it's by believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouth that we're saved. Oh, Lord, work in our hearts this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. may be seated. Now, let me tell you, today's readings are rich. They are so full of all kinds of teaching. Um, We had a really, really good discussion this morning at our 9 o'clock Bible study. Um, At least I thought so. Anybody in there? You know, was it good? Okay. It was, you know, we talked about things like what's the covenant that God gave to Abram and, and why did he give it and does it really apply to us and how can we enter into it and what role does the Holy Spirit have in it and, and what was Jesus saying about it and yeah, it was, you know, there's so much to teach on. Um, last week though, I started a series on called the heart of the matter and, and it's, uh, you know, we can't say everything all the time. I wish that we could. But I'm going to build on last week's sermon. If you missed it, I encourage you, please go to our website and listen to it. Because it's, it's the background for everything that we'll talk about today. Uh, we have an Apple podcast. Go and listen to our podcast. Sign up for it. And, and check it out. We, last week we talked about the heart. We, it's the most popular topic in Scripture. It's talked about more than anything else. Uh, it, battles are fought every day over our heart. You're born into a war. And we don't know how to take care of our hearts. It's not in our culture. Uh, it's, however, among the most vital and important things that we could ever learn to do. Now, if you look at how Jesus lived his life, he had rhythms built into his life that were there to take care of his heart and to show us how to do that. And we can learn from him. He's the one that said this, Matthew eleven twenty eight and beyond. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Even on religion, come to me, he said. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, isn't that a good invitation? Because I don't know about you, Do you ever get tired or worn out or burned out, even on religion? Yeah? Uh, We're empty and dry and lonely and drained. We get that way. It's because we don't know how to take care of our hearts. We have to learn to take care of ourselves, but too often we, uh, we try and do it with things that really don't restore our hearts. We get tired and worn out and, and burned out. And instead of doing the right things, we end up doing things like binge watching TV and spending hours 
on social media and games and you know, uh, the computer, internet, uh, playing solitaire, or just keeping busy. Anybody in here have a to-do list? Is your to-do list ever finished? Oh, right? Mine grows. Every so often, I basically have to just rip the bottom half off, throw it away, and start again. Because it never gets done. Well, Jesus had a rhythm of solitude. If we watch him to see what he did... This is one of the things that you'll notice about Jesus. Um, that we don't like being alone. Now, wait a second. Let's, let's rephrase that. We don't like being lonely. But Jesus considered being lonely something to pursue. Uh, as we read last week, he started off his ministry by spending 40 days alone. You remember this, Matthew 4? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, for 40 days and 40 nights, he probably didn't see another human being. Think about what that would be like. For the extroverts among us, that's some sort of torture. But some of you introverts would be like, sign me up. (laughs) I I see some thumbs up out there. (laughs) Uh, Dallas Willard is is an author that I commend to you. And and he points out, this 40 days in the desert wasn't meant to weaken Jesus. It wasn't meant to beat him down. In fact, it was, made, it was meant to, to make him become strong. It was only after fasting and, and spending 40 days in isolation that Jesus was strong enough to withstand the temptation that came to him. It's the testimony of those who take time in solitude that it does strengthen them. With only God to lean upon and to listen to. Uh, for after all, God is everywhere, right? Where can we go to flee from God? He's everywhere. But people who will take time in solitude constantly report things like they're strengthened, they're more assured, especially in their faith, they're more peaceful, they're more in touch with God. So doesn't it make sense that Jesus experienced the same thing? It's not a rhetorical question. Do you think that Jesus was strengthened by his time? I do too. I do too. I think that's what it's meant for. Jesus once told his his disciples, you'll leave me all alone. He said in John 16, you'll leave me all alone, yet I'm not alone. My father is with me every moment, every day. And that might be your experience, too, if you've ever taken times of solitude. Times of solitude were something that were normal for Jesus. He built it into the rhythm of his life. He spent lots of time in community and doing ministry. And then we're told he would just take off and go off and be by himself. And we need both as well. We can't live lives in isolation. It's unhealthy. 
But nor can we live lives only in community. It's unhealthy. We know Jesus would go off alone. At times he'd go off to pray. But there are also times when he'd go off and it's not clear what he would do. For instance, Luke 4.42, it says, At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Doesn't tell us what Jesus did. It's very possible that he went there to do exactly nothing. Just to be. Uh, When I learned from people that practice solitude, they often seek solitude just for that very reason. So that they can go and do nothing. They give up control over the world. They give up trying to influence anybody, anything. It's not an extended quiet time that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you need to go off for a week and study, study, study. That's not it. It's not about meditation. It's not about intercession. It's about going off and being lonely enough that you realize that, that God's the only one that's there. And to lean on him and see what happens. It was a rhythm in the life of Jesus. He kept at it. Mark one thirty five. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went off to a solitary place. Why does it say solitary? Because he was by himself. Right? Mark 6.31. He was teaching his disciples, y'all need to do this too. Because there, because there were so many people coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. Because you get busy, Jesus says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Sometimes the most spiritual thing that you can do is sleep. Just be. Mark 6.46. Then, after leaving them, Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Luke 5.15. News about Jesus spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. This is the perfect time. Your ministry's just starting. This can get it going. There are people that need you, Jesus. But Jesus often withdrew. To lonely places and pray. He'd go off to be by himself. As much as you and I are called to community and to share life with each other, and we are called to that, and it's so good when we do that, we're also in need of undistracted time alone. Have you all ever heard of uh, Blaise Pascal? 17th century scientist and mathematician and theologian, right? This is his quote. I have discovered, he says, that all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact, that they cannot stay quietly in their own chamber. What he means is that people are in such need of being alone with God, being lonely with the Father, but they can't do it. 
It, if you've ever tried it, I know, I know about you. It's hard. It's tough. Anytime I've tried it, I'm pretty, I'm pretty new at this in a lot of ways. I, I don't have this rhythm in my life like I'd like to have it, but I'm, I'm starting to grow into it a little bit. But I find that when I get alone, I get distracted. All of a sudden, when I get alone, I, I think of a thousand things that need doing right now. And, and so I, I, I commend to you what somebody taught me. Um, have a piece of paper nearby and just write down a, a little note so that you can get back to being alone. And you can take care of that later. It takes me a long time to get over being distracted. Because I'm addicted to things like TV and music and cell phones and social media and games and, and all that. And when they aren't there, it's like I'm jonesing for a hit. But I, I need the space. I'm, I, when, I, when I'm taking some space, it gives space for my thoughts to untangle. You ever had your thoughts untangle where, where you just have time just to whew, let it be? Um, and I need it more than I knew. I, I need just to be sometimes. Um, many times that, that brings about prayer or study or repentance or you know, there are things that come out of it, but I don't go into it with an agenda. Don't go into these things with an agenda. Space is the goal. The time itself is the goal. Being alone with God is a goal. And, and when I can do that, I start to become aware of the condition of my own heart. I start to figure out who I am or what I'm wrestling with or what God really thinks of me. You know what? Generally, he thinks better of me than I do. I, uh, I finally, I'll start confronting things I've been avoiding. Uh, I get insight in, into who I'm really meant to be. Um, and, and once I can get used to being quiet, then I might hear that still, small voice. Where God actually speaks to me. Not because I'm reading a letter that was written to somebody else, but he talks to me. Now, I can become aware of, of, of him invading my space. A welcome invader. But invading my space. You ever have that feeling like, Oh, somebody's here. And you turn around, somebody's there. And, and do you ever have that feeling with God? So you know what I'm talking about. But I don't, I don't hear his voice, I think, as often as he speaks. And Job, Elihu, who I think is the hero of the story... Elihu just, he jumps on, on all the guys that are sitting around with Job and on Job himself. And, and, and says, you got it wrong. He says, God speaks again and again. It's that people don't recognize it. 
And I think one of the reasons we don't recognize it is because we're constantly filling our lives with binge-watching TV and listening to music and playing games and doing social media and going out and spending time with others and having dinner and staying and going to work. And with it. And it's so much that we can't hear a small, quiet voice. Because I think God wants to meet with us alone. When I go on a date with my wife, it's not that I want to go on where there are thousands of people. I want to go off with her. I think sometimes God just wants to go off with me, with you, with you. In solitude, we find a few things. In solitude, we find space, space to unpack our lives, to get perspective on, on who we are and who he is, on who he thinks we are. In solitude, we find strength because there's a battle going on for our hearts. In solitude, we find this special intimacy with God, this, this, uh, it's, it's unique as you are. I tell you what, God does not relate to me like he relates to you or the person sitting next to you. There are a lot of similarities, but man, he made, he made each of us differently. He's going to relate to each of us a little differently, right? John the Baptist found a calling in the desert. Elijah found shade and food, and God showed up. God showed up not in the, in the wind or the fire or the earthquake. God showed up in a small whisper. You remember that story? Moses found God in the desert behind a burning bush. Abraham found a promise that changed the purpose of his life. Jacob found a stairway to heaven and a God who will let him wrestle with him. Jesus found the strength to carry a cross. While they were alone with the Father. And in solitude we find how unshakably solid God is. God can, can so much just seem like a, a concept, uh, uh, theoretical. But when you're alone in your closet or at the beach and you're there long enough to realize there's somebody else in the room, then you start to realize how real and solid and foundational he is. And he gets past theory and theology. Spirit gives birth to spirit, like Jesus said. It's difficult to make solitude happen in our daily lives, but it is essential for our health. It's essential for our relationship with God. It's essential into living into who he made us to be. So you have homework this week because this is not meant to be theory. We're meant to do this. So I'm giving you homework. You ready for your homework? Yes, teacher. Okay, good. 
I want you to go off. I want you to go off by yourselves into your backyard. Go to the beach. Go to the mountains if you can. That's where I love to go. Go into your closet and shut the door. Go somewhere by yourself. Go without distractions. Leave your cell phone in the car. Turn the TV off. You don't need that white noise. Be by yourself. And if you're distracted with all the things that fill up your mind, which I will guarantee is going to happen, then just have a simple notepad and a pen or pencil and just write down what you can't forget. Set it aside so that you can just be and be undistracted. I want you to do it for 30 minutes. I got this idea from a good buddy of mine. He he was a youth minister, and he said the the best thing he ever did was he sent the, they had a parents meeting, and he sent them off to spend 30 minutes quiet and alone. And he said they were mad. Were they mad? They're like, I'm busy. I don't. They they went off for 30 minutes and they came back and they're like, that was the best thing ever. I want you to go off without distractions for 30 minutes. Set aside 30 minutes. Trying to do it before Wednesday, because if you can do it before Wednesday and if it, it turns out it's good, then maybe you'll do it again before Sunday. Go off without distractions for 30 minutes and just be. Don't you have an agenda? Don't go in there saying, oh, I've got to spend 30 minutes in prayer, meditating on Scripture, reading the Word, studying the homeosis. No. Go off just to be. Work on being alone, and you'll discover that God is with you. Don't try and control it. Don't try and fill up the silence. Just give up trying to influence the world and let God do what God does. Like I said, if it was worthwhile, do it again. You going to do homework this week? Okay. I'll hold you to it. Let's pray. We see in the life of Jesus, Lord, that you went off... To be alone. Oh Lord, help us to do the same thing and meet us there. We ask it in your name. Amen.